Okay, let's try again. Listen to part of a lecture in an astronomy class. Hope it works. Saturn's rings have always baffled astronomers. Until about 30 years ago, we thought the rings were composed of particles of ice and rock that were left over from Saturn's formation. Extra material that never managed to form a, a coalesce into a moon. As you know, it's believed that Saturn and all the planets in our solar system coalesced from a swirling cloud of gas some 4.8 billion years ago. However, if the rings are made of leftovers from that process, then they'd also be about 4.8 billion years old. The problem is that anything gathering space dust for that long would certainly have darkened by now. But Saturn's rings, most of them anyway, are pristine, so bright and shiny that they make Saturn the jewel of the solar system. So the hypothesis that the rings are just made of material left over from the time of planetary formation, that hypothesis must be wrong. Saturn's rings are much younger than the planet itself. They may have formed only a few hundred million years ago, around the time the earliest dinosaurs lived on Earth. We realize now that the ring particles, which uh, range in size from microscopic dust to boulders bigger than large houses, well, a lot of these particles are eventually lost. We believe they gradually spiral down out of the rings and into the planet's atmosphere. This occurs as a result of the planet's gravity and also because of the effects of its magnetic field. Now, if material from Saturn's rings is being lost and nothing new is added from time to time, the rings would be disappearing. But that's not happening. So somehow there must be new material feeding the ring system. Question is, where's this new material coming from? So we're back to square one. But instead of asking how did the rings form, we should be asking uh, anyone? Beth? How do the rings form? How do the rings form? Because they're apparently replenishing themselves somehow. Uh, okay, here's one possibility. The moons, the dozens of moons that orbit Saturn, are providing raw material for the rings. A moon in a system as complex as Saturn's, and Saturn has at least 49 known moons, which vary tremendously in size and shape, um, a moon in such a complex system is not only affected by the gravitational force of the planet, but also by that of the other moons. So the planet may be pulling a moon one way, and other moons may be pulling it other ways? Exactly. Such forces could actually alter a moon's orbit. And as a result, there might be a collision. One moon might crash into another, and the debris from that collision could become part of the rings. Then there are tidal forces. A moon might get too close to the planet and get broken apart by Saturn's tidal forces. Excuse me, you mean tidal forces like high tide and low tide on the oceans? Well, by tidal force, I'm referring to the gravitational pull of Saturn on its moons. Um, in the mid-1800s, a French scientist named Edouard Roche was studying the effects of a planet's tidal forces on its moons. 
Roche was able to show mathematically that if one celestial body, say a moon, uh, if it passes too close to another, say a planet, that has a gravitational force stronger than the force of self-attraction that holds the moon together, well, that first body, that moon, it'd be ripped apart. We call the distance at which this happens the Roche limit. So if one of Saturn's moons reaches the Roche limit of the planet, or even a larger moon, it would disintegrate and be torn apart and thus add more material to the ring system. And there's another way new material might be added to Saturn's rings, an asteroid crashing into one of the moons. This hypothesis is supported by the fact that some of the many rings are a bit reddish in color. Uh, yes, George? I'm sorry, I don't follow the logic. Well, this reddish coloration suggests the presence of complex organic molecules, uh, carbon-based molecules, mixed in with the water ice. Remember, the rest of Saturn's rings are made almost entirely of water ice, and none of Saturn's moons is red. But asteroids could be, and thus could end up contributing to the ring system the kind of carbon-based molecules we're talking about. Honestly, that was actually very, that was pretty entertaining. So look at my thing. I wrote number one, possibility number one, dozens of moons. Possibility number two, tidal forces. Possibility number three, asteroid. Everything else before that, I didn't use hyphens or numbers because it was just given a general overview, right? The hundreds of millions of years ago, the di dinos, the spiral down. We're talking about the dust and how the dust is created along with the three possibilities. That's what the gist purpose question is going to be about. Now, yes, I know I did write a lot, but I compartmentalized my information to make sure I can break these questions down in the totality. All right, and so write down the whole listening. I, I wrote it all down. I wrote it all down. God it. I'm not playing around. Oh, <laughs> I know I'm cheating. I know I'm cheating like hell. I know. Okay, but by looking at this, I know the main idea of the lecture: three possibilities of what forms the dust on Saturn. So let's look at A. To show the connection between asteroids and Saturn's rings, fuck no. B, to discuss theories about the formation of Saturn's rings, no, it's about the how. Oh, but the how is the formation. Could be, let's put a star. C, to describe the composition, no. D, to show Saturn's rings effects on the planet's atmosphere, absolutely not. B is the answer. Do you see how I broke that down? Because they gave us three possibilities and I wrote down number one, Number two, number three, as I explained. Right. All right, let's look at number two. What leads scientists to believe that the rings are much younger than the planet itself? Now, remember, we believe that the leftover material was wrong before. Okay. And so over here, it says the leftovers would be old. But, and it would be dark, but everything in Saturn is new and everything is bright and colorful. And so A, without a doubt, is the answer. Most of the rings are bright and shiny. If they were old, they would be dark and ugly because of the 4.8 billion years. A, without a doubt, would be the answer. 
Right. And so like, you see how I break this down? Did you write any of that down? No. <clears throat> okay. We got some practical to be doing, Zoila. That's going to be, we're going to be doing a lot of this, okay? But see, okay. I, I was able to figure out, okay, why are they younger? Oh, because they're not as old as the gas itself, 4.8 billion years ago. Everything is shiny. And that's what I had written down. They were shiny right here. Saturn's rings are bright shiny and make Saturn a jewel. So the hypothesis that it's just leftover dark material is wrong. And that's why A- I write down 8.8 million years ago mm -hmm. and they changed, uh, changed John. I mean, I put the, like, the ones that are bright. Yep. They're John. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. They're I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay. Whew. All right. All right. Well, let's see what you wrote here. Why do astronomers suspect that new material has been added? Did it say anything about moons increasing process of elimination? Mm -mm. Did it talk about the rings exist in spite of Saturn's gravity and magnetic pool? No. The tidal forces are stronger than previously believed? Yes. Okay, it's something about that. Here we go. Planet's gravity is Y plus magnetic field. Nothing you added would disappear, but not happen in new material. Where is it coming from? So I don't know about water ice. The tidal forces of Saturn are stronger. I think it's the tidal forces. Yeah. Or is it the rings exist? You think it's B? Mm, the tidal forces. Listen, I think it's C. Okay, okay. Here we go. I knew B. Goddamn it! Because the magnetic pool, the rings exist regardless of the magnetic pool in Saturn's gravity, and so there's obviously something that's happening. Okay, all right. So as between B and C, we eliminated both A and D. That's process of elimination. I wanted to see what you had stated first, but again. It says magnetic pool, and I wrote down right here, the magnetic field and the planet's gravity is Y. So gravity and magnetic are in B. What I wrote down, gravity and back magnetic are in B. Okay. Okay, there's a lot more things that we're gonna be going over too. Why does the professor mention Roche? Well, you know what? I didn't even write down his name. It was something, aha! One celestial body passes too close, planet gravitational stronger, holds together, first body moon ripped apart. This is what Roche had talked about. There it is. Now, talking about the magnetic pool. What was that? When he talked about him, he said like the, uh, the, the, when the planets or the moons are touched, like the gravity. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so A, so we can eliminate C and D because it doesn't talk about that. But A, it says to explain why Saturn's magnetic pool affects the orbits of Saturn's, uh, Saturn's moons or to explain how much gravitational force is needed to make particles coalesce into a moon. I don't believe it was about that. I believe it's A. Okay. Right, because again, to explain how a moon might contribute material to Saturn's ring system. 
Oh, was it more about? I will say B, but if oh, you say no, I think A, it could be B. Uh, <laughs> oh no, C. I think it could be C. Because look, one of them reached it: disintegrate, torn apart, add more material to rain system. Let's see. See, it is. I knew it. I knew it. Right there at the bottom of my notes. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It is adding material. You see? <clears throat> All right. Yes. That was a good one. And so we're going to dive more into your note taking when we start doing a lot of this practicing in our one-on-ones, okay? Okay, so here okay. we go. This is about the reddish color. Now, it was something about complex organic molecules mixed with water and ice. None of the moons are red, but asteroids could be. Okay. Now, jewel of the solar system. No. To prove that Saturn's rings and moons are composed of similar material. Uh, to explain how yeah. it is very. Mm. Or, or D, to support the possibility that some rings may contain molecules from an asteroid. So you think B or you think D? I'm between those two, but. Say. I knew it. I, I said I went D. I said it because right here it says none of moons red, but asteroids could be. 